Welcome and thank you for checking out this message from Christ Church at Grove Farm. We currently are in the series, The Inner Workings of Worship, focusing on the Apostles' Creed. You can find the rest of this series on our website, ccgf.org, or on the Christ Church app, available on iOS and Android devices. Don't forget to also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This week, we celebrated Father's Day as we are joined by the Reverend Matthew Rivers for part three of our series. Thank you for listening. Good morning, good morning, good morning. morning, morning. Oh, it's just good to be here in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. You're going to get me stirred up already, my friend. Amen. Um, First, I want to say happy Father's Day uh, to all of you fathers. And uh, for those of you who are not fathers, I'll say this. It is in your DNA already. Amen. Amen. It is in your DNA. So uh, happy Father's Day to you. I want to talk to you about the where we are in the Apostles Creed. Uh, And the question is, uh, I believe in Jesus Christ, the son. That's what it's saying. I believe in Jesus Christ, the son. Let me do this right quick. Father, we thank you and we bless you. May your words be my words. May my lips speak your words today. And may my heart transcend this word to your people. These are those that you have called. And we bless you for it in Jesus name. Amen. So in just saying, I believe I could preach that right there. I don't I don't have to go anywhere. I can preach just that. I believe. And when we say I believe in Jesus Christ, the son, we are really making a proclamation on something that we have never seen physically or we have never touched. Uh, it's easy to say, Dad, I believe you. And, and really, this sermon today is for you fathers. And all you know, if I'm talking to the fathers, all your wife know there's a benefit. So I want to talk to fathers today. And, 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 and I want to talk to the children today because this is a message for the family. Amen? And so uh, when we say, I believe, I, I, I would say, Dad, I believe you. And then Dad might have something come up that, that he just couldn't, you know, just couldn't fulfill what I believed. Or mom, mom, I believe you and mom may not have, you know, be able to fulfill. But when you say, I believe in Jesus Christ, the one thing you know for sure, it is going to be fulfilled. There won't be no if, ands, and buts. I'm sorry I couldn't show up. I know you believe me, son, but I'm sorry something happened. I had to go to Matthew's house and help him out of the trouble he was in. And so I couldn't come back to you and I told you and you believe me. No, Christ don't work like that. When we start saying we believe him, we trust him. Amen. And so the scripture I want to focus on today to give you what I believe God is saying to you today is uh, scripture 20, Colossians 1:20, And it says this, it says, and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, I say, whether they be things on earth or in earth. Or things in heaven. Uh, Fathers, what I want to talk to you about today is why we believe Jesus Christ is we believe because there is a peace in him that surpasses all understanding. There's a peace in Jesus Christ that is unlike any other peace. And fathers, we need to stop looking like the world. We need to look like Jesus Christ, who gives us a peace that when there's turmoil in our homes, we ought to not start acting like the world act. We ought to act like there is a peace that we know that we can walk in to get through our problems. Well, how do we get there? I know you're saying, yeah, this guy talking kind of crazy here. Uh, 
Let me tell you about this piece. This piece, it refers to the seat of life. This is unlike anything else. And what is or who is the seat of life? It's Jesus Christ. And this Jesus, this piece about Jesus didn't come in the begotten. We start there. That's not where it started. It started before time. Amen. This is not just something he died on the cross and we finally got this piece. This piece was before we even were born in our mother's womb. And that is why that when we are when we are pushed up against things that are buffering up against us, we ought to not act like our next door neighbor who don't know God. They ought to look at you, the body of Christ, and say, how in the world are you making it through this crisis? You ought to be able to say, because I got a peace in God that surpasses the understanding of what you see me going through. In other words, I'm not telling you you don't cry. I'm not telling you don't get angry. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you begin to call on the name that's above all name, peace shows up at your door. When you start saying in Jesus name, Lord, I need you. Peace is automatically showing up. Now, some of you might say, well, now it seems like the peace never showed up. The Bible said he is omnipresent everywhere. So the minute you call his name, his presence is already with you. You just have to do the calling. Amen. This peace also what it is. It is confidence in Jesus Christ. And here's the here's the good thing, fathers. It's an inbirthing of faith. Father, sometimes we don't have the answers. Sometimes we don't know which way to go. We don't know what to tell our children or let's yet tell our wives. But the peace of God, if you begin to refer to him and you begin to lay it on his lap, the peace of God will help you walk through it even when you don't know where you're going. Even when you don't know the answer. It helps you. Because we can be stable in Christ when everything else around us is falling apart. So wives, when your husband is not knowing or seem to be not uh, understanding what he needs to do, all you would have to do then is begin to pray the peace. Lord, give him peace in the middle of this. That you would help him see what it is that you're asking him to do to lead us. Husbands, we have a great job to lead families and not all the time we understand what to do. Our children is looking towards dad. Dad, what do I do? Dad, how do I do this? Or dad, how do I do that? And when you don't know, don't get frustrated. There's a peace that sits in the name of Jesus Christ. And it causes you to stand in the middle of your storm. And it causes you that when the storm begins to rock you from side to side, you can, you know, anybody ski in here? Well, when you put them skis on and you lock in your feet, and, and you just ride that, that. That's how that piece is with God. You just lock in. And when the wind blows to the east, you can just stand still in the middle of your storm. And the world should see that. When the Charleston seven died, they said love will conquer hate. That's the peace of God. When we who who would want to wake up to that? I'm not telling you that those people are not suffering, but I tell you, if they call on Jesus, I promise you that he will calm the storms. Some of us are riding in a boat right now 
And Jesus is all he's saying is come down to the stern and call on me. Well, the disciples knew better. They went down and said, hey, Jesus, do you really care about us? Do you really? He, He didn't come up and address their immediate problem. He just came up and said, peace, be still. He spoke to the problem. We're trying to speak to each other. Well, my wife did this. No, my wife. we want to be Adam and Eve. Well, now that woman you gave me, God. No, it's not Eve's fault. No, no. What we need to do is turn to God. And so, Lord, I need your peace right now. Children, those of you in college and those of you who are smaller, when you see mommy and daddy not making it, stop praying. Lord, give my mom and dad the peace. Father, give my dad peace. Not a long prayer, children. Things don't seem right. Not a long prayer. Give mommy and daddy the peace. Those of you in college, when you're going through and having trouble focusing, well, you need to just get on your knees and call on Jesus. Jesus, I need a peace right now because I'm really confused about what I need to do. And when mom and dad, they call home and they say, mom, I just don't know what to do. We ought to say, well, yeah, if I was you, no, no, no. Let's 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 pray right now and ask God to see us through this right now. I remember when I was in college. Yes, you do. But God is saying, I just need you to call on me and I will give them the peace they need to walk through this situation because you just don't know the answer. And even if we do know the answer, we ought to ask God, Father, is this what you want me to do? Amen. Amen. Let me let me help you with this. I want to talk to you just about what this peace looks like. And I pray you understand this. Apostle Paul did. While he's locked up and changed, not for something he did. But for serving God. Some of us right now are dealing with some issues that are buffering up against us right now. Some of us are dealing with health issues that are dealing not maybe with us ourselves, but dealing with family members. Some of us are dealing with financial issues. Some of us are dealing with uh, a husband or wife that may be on drugs. Some of us are dealing with even maybe children that are on drugs. But I promise you, if you call on the one name that will give you peace in the middle of your storm, he will show up and he will give you a way to get through. That's Jesus Christ. Paul began to sing in the middle of his storm. And when things began to shake. The jailer wanted to kill himself and Paul said, no, son, don't do that. I want to introduce you to somebody that will give you a peace. Not what the Romans are telling you. I want to introduce you to a God that I serve. That even while I'm locked up, I got a peace with him. So even while things are challenging you and your friends are calling you, you should be able to say, I'm upset right now. But there is a peace with my God that I'm walking in. I'm crying right now. But there is a God that I'm holding on to that's giving me a peace right now. And that's hard to say sometimes. But if we just trust God, he is the God before times. Watch this. Proverbs 8 says this, and this is the wisdom. So peace sits in the wisdom seat. 
Before his work of old, from everlasting, I was established. Jesus just didn't come on the scene because he came down to earth and say, well, okay, yeah, here I am now. He said, Listen, I was before the earth was even established. I was your peace when you wasn't even in your mother's womb. I put peace on your name. And all I'm asking you to do is call to me and I will give you what you need to make it through. Why? Because I told you in my word that you're going to have trouble. And how do we get through trouble, believers? How do we make it through by not looking like the world looks? How do we stop lashing out at one another and and let the world know that I love God enough that I'm going to cry through this? Yes, I will. I'm going to get mad through this. Yes, I will. But I just have a peace with God knowing that I'm going to make it through. Some of us has lost loved ones. Some of us has lost fathers in here. And we hear people say all the time, I don't know how I got through that. Well, it was the peace of God that got you through. I have no clue how I got through all of that. I should have been crazy. No, you shouldn't have been. You're a believer. You hear somebody say that, you tell them, no, that's not true. I'm a believer and the peace of God set upon me and made me and got me through. Those of you who are in college, young kids, I'm going to tell you right now, God wants to make sure that you have a peace going through school. All of the challenges. I know I just got through with Hebrew. (laughs) Only the peace of God got me through that. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. But listen, let me tell you what. So you're saying, okay, all right, Matthew. Now, you don't tell us about this peace. Yeah, that's easy to say. But let me explain to you what biblical peace is. Let me make sure you understand that. Because, see, sometimes we get this whole thing mixed up with the world. The world says, yeah, peace, peace. You know, they've been saying it for a long time, but they didn't get that. They didn't make that up. God gave Jesus was peace before they made the sign. So let me share with you what biblical peace is. Biblical, the biblical concept of peace does not focus on the absence of trouble. I pray you hear me on that. I'm going to say it one more time. Biblical concept of peace does not focus on the absence of trouble. Biblical peace is unrelated to circumstances. It's not related to your circumstance. It is it is goodness of life that is not touched by what happens to you on the outside. You you beginning to understand what I'm saying? All of the things that's going on around you. God is saying in the middle of all of that, I'm the peace that keeps you together. I'm the one that keeps you from going crazy. I'm the one that keeps you from moving. Listen, some of us get into depression. Some of us get sick. Some of us just don't, don't want to do anything. But listen to me. That peace don't have nothing to do with that. That peace is the one that's sustaining you. Listen to me. While you're going through the, suppress- the depression, God is sustaining you in that. He said, I'm not going to just give you my peace because of your circumstances. Your circumstances have nothing to do with me giving it to you. I give it to you because I love you and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will never do it. So even when you die, you walk into the peace of God. It is an eternal peace we're talking about. So I pray today, fathers, as you're moving through life, as you are being challenged by things, let's leave a legacy to our children and our wives that when they see us in the middle of storms, they say, you know what? I saw dad cry, but there was something about dad that he had a peace in the middle of the storm. Then when our children are grown or are growing up, they come through problems and you're not there. You know what they're going to reflect on? They're going to say, man, you know what? Uh, I didn't tried everything, but I remember seeing dad and I remember seeing mom. 
I remember there was something different about them when they were going through some things. Maybe I ought to try the same thing they were doing. And that same thing is Jesus Christ. That's the legacy. Any of us can leave our children a whole bunch of money, but that won't give them peace. You can leave them a 10,000 square foot house. It won't give them peace. You can leave them stocks and bonds and you can leave them the riches of the riches, but that will not give them peace. Only Jesus Christ. I want to push on you a little bit. It is hard to have a spouse die or a mother or father die. But I want to tell you that even in that. Find the peace in God to get you through. Some of us have had parents that have passed away. Wives or husbands. I never had a father in my life. But I finally found the peace in God. And my eyes were open finally and said, God, I may have not had a physical father, but you were there all the time. I want to share a story with you right quick. And I'm going to say this like I said in the last two services. This did not happen in Pittsburgh because it's too cold in the wintertime. (laughs) Or even in the summer. There was a husband and a wife that were married and they were married for more than 15 years. Now, I also want to say this is no father in here. Okay, so wives, please don't look at your husband crazy like, oh, yeah, that's him. They were married for 15 years and the husband didn't treat the wife well at all. She would go to church. She would come home, cook the dinner. She was a first Peter three wife all together. She stayed within a peace that kept her through a bad marriage. And a man would take the woman to church sometime, leave her there. She'd have to catch a ride home. She would come home, cook the dinner, clean the house, do the wifely things as we ought to do. But this man was nowhere near the husband type as we are as men in this church. And so one day the lady come home again. This is not in Pittsburgh. This is in the South. And the doors are locked after she gets home from church. Her bags are placed on the porch. And she sleeps on the porch that night. She gets up. Doors open. She goes in. She cooks the man his breakfast, take it upstairs and say, is there anything else that you need? Nope. He, she goes back downstairs, does all her wifely duties. She attends church that night. And lo and behold, the man comes walking through the door and he gives his life to Christ. That woman had to find a peace in Christ. Where did she find that? She found it in the word. Now, maybe you don't have a marriage that is going through quite like that. But I know that it has been rough for the last two weeks before I had to preach. And I had to get to a point where I had to find a peace. It's been rough. All kinds of challenges. Some of you know that I've been a very wealthy young man. And from that wealth, I became very poor. One minute buying two, three thousand dollar suits. The next minute I'm on the street looking in restaurants where I used to eat and wishing that I could get a piece of the salad that the people were eating. I was on food stamps that ran out, had a bus ticket that ran out. No more food 
ran out. I'm in school. Don't know how I'm going to pay. I'm going to the hospitals praying for people. Lord is answering their prayers. I'm saying, now, Lord, now, I I mean, here I am. You ain't doing nothing for me. A girl, mom come to me, say, hey, she need a car. Desperately, she got to go to college. I said, hey, let's pray right now. She called me two days later. Hey, she got a car. Lord, what about me? (laughs) But I had to find a peace in God. See, my peace was in my success when I had it. There was nothing I didn't want. I drive a fancy car. I lived in a big, I had three houses. That's what, that was what my peace was. But when all of that got taken away, I had nothing to turn to. That's why I'm telling you, fathers, it's not in your financial stability that you have peace. It's not in your your philosophical ways to quote scriptures. I challenge you to come down to Trinity. There's some guys that will shake your peace if you want to do that. But <laughs> it's not in your friends who can call who you can call and get answers from. It is only in Jesus Christ that you find the kind of peace that gives your marriage and your life stability. That's the only way. So not circumstances, not exterior things, but in Jesus Christ. Let me help you lastly with this. And I love this because Paul wasn't the first one that had to deal with this. Paul kept asking God, Father, would you take this thorn out of my side? He didn't say it one time. He didn't say it two times. He begged three times. Isn't that how we are sometimes? We keep going back to God. God, now, would you just, would you, Lord, would you just take me out of this situation? Lord, if you, oh, I, I like this one. Lord, if you just take me out of this, I promise you I wouldn't do this again. Now, a lot of us has gone to college and said that one. And a lot of students who are in college are saying that right now. Lord, if you just help me out of this, I, Lord, I promise you, I ain't going to go drinking with my homeboy tomorrow. I promise you. He calls up tomorrow. Hey, let's go out. to the, Yeah, man, let's roll. Amen. Some of us as adults are saying, Lord, if you just help me, if you just get me out of this, Lord, I promise you I'll be better wife. Lord, if you just do something for me, Lord, I promise I'll be a better husband. Our trials are not set by what God's peace does. Our issues don't make his peace go up and down. It's a steady peace that always lasts for eternity. And he said this, and this is Paul talking. And this is, this is Paul saying this. And he said to me, this is Christ responding. My grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in weakness now now here's Paul most gladly therefore I will rather boast about my weakness that the power of Christ may dwell in me listen that same power comes in the peace of God that same power comes when you are able to give up on yourself and turn your circumstances over to God and let his peace rest upon you And then watch God take you to the end of your journey. Amen. Amen. Fathers, you do not have to know everything. There's one father of all that knows all 
and above all. Mothers, as your husbands are dealing with circumstances and even as you are, we ought to learn to pray for the peace of God for each other. Children, no matter how small you are, when you see things in your house and you know, all you have to do is say, Jesus, would you give my mom and dad peace? God loves you and he loves me. And he wants to give you this gift that has been sitting on the throne long before he died and long before he was risen again. He wants to give you something that sustains you that the world can't give you. He wants to give you something that when the doctors tell you, well, there's no more I can do. God said, I'm still going to do more than that. I had a friend of mine call me two days ago and told me a friend of his wife caught cancer. She never smoked, never done any of those things. And then this morning he texted me and said they were airlifting her to the hospital. I could say to him, I know it's hard right now. But I know a name that will give him peace through this thing. If he would just let God have his way. I'm asking you to do the same thing. So as you celebrate Father's Day today, wives, I would ask you to do this. Here's the greatest gift you can give dad. Children, same thing. Would you just pray, God, give my dad or give my husband the peace he needs to go through life. Would you stand with me to repeat the Apostles' Creed? I pray that this blesses you today. Amen. Let's repeat the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrections of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Would you remain standing, please? God bless you.